0: AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630
1: The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome to the AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program. I am your host. My name is Marcus Burgos. And it is my great pleasure to be back in the studio after so long. And uh, I wanted to share with you something. I'm here with a, with a special man. And uh, just being with him helps me to think how uh, along the lines of what he does. And I remember a passage in, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, where the prophet told the widow where she was going to lose her two boys to the To the debt collectors, and he tells her, "You know what? go get some pots and uh, from the little bit of oil you have on your pot, pour into those and begin to pour into those and continue to pour into those pots. Tell your boys to gather all the all the vessels they can they can handle, big, small, large, the pretty ones, the ugly ones the the no matter just just gather as many vessels as you can." and begin to pour from the little bit that you have begin to pour into those and i would imagine that this lady probably uh if she tried to make sense of it it probably made no sense to her what he was telling her but she really didn't have any any options because he says you know what if you if you obey the prophet if you if you obey what is being told to you then that is that is how the doors open for the blessing. This is, I guess, I would I would imagine, if you allow me to read between the lines, how how the, the blessing can come through. And so she did just that. She went and she told her boys, uh, go gather. Go gather. Go get as many. Go to all the neighbors. Go throughout the neighborhood. Go as far as you can and gather all the vessels that, that you can carry and then go back for more and go back for more. And she put her kids, she put her boys to work. And uh, and so it happened that they gathered and and she started pouring. She had a little bit of oil in 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 a little jar and she said, I'm going to I'm just going to run out of oil and then we're going to die. That's 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 it. We got nothing to eat. I'm going to lose my boys. I'm going to have nobody to take care of and no one to take care of me. And and so she she began to pour. She moved in faith. She moved out of her comfort zone. She began to give, even though she had an obvious need. She began to give and give and, and probably it became, uh, I would, I would imagine if you could, if you could, in your mind's eye, picture yourself in this situation i got a little bit of oil and i'm pouring and the oil keeps on coming and and that first jar is full wow that was weird that well okay let's uh, that that happened once maybe it was by mistake maybe maybe i you know uh, i i miscalculated let, let, give me the other one and then and, and they poured into another one and oh this is strange another one got full and and the next and the next until until she said Son, bring me, bring me another, another vessel. He said, Mom, we're out of vessels. We're out of jars. We're, they are all filled. And the Bible says, then the oil stopped flowing. So I want to challenge you today. You're listening to this. Maybe you're in, you're in this uh, little bit of oil, this lack experience. I want to I challenge you. Find somebody. Find somebody to pour into. And I'm telling you why my my guest today is is inspiring this because this is what he does. But let me finish this for you. She I want I want to challenge you to begin to give from what you have. Even though you may disqualify what you know, what you have, I tell you what, the little bit that you put into God's hands will be able to become much and it will bless many. Mm. It will bless many. So I want you to find somebody. Find a neighbor. Find the neighbors' kids. They, they maybe they maybe maybe they're little brats and but they're not they're not well behaved. But find them and love on them and pour into them something. Find 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 that neighbor, find that coworker, your cousin, your aunt, somebody that you know, and just begin to pour out from what God has given you, and you're going to see that from what God has given you, it will multiply and you will be able to feed many you not only feed many but she was able to be sustained the rest of her days by what she gave mm-hmm. amen by what she gave and so if your thinking is i don't have so i need to hold on to that's uh, that's the recipe for disaster if you want to be blessed i want you to turn that recipe upside down get a new strategy begin to give and you're going to see god give to you uh, the, the Bible says it if you if you give you will receive Amen. give and, and, and it shall be given Pressed down shaken together and and Amen. overflowing is that not the word of God Amen. and Amen. so we if we say we believe then we got to put it into action so San Antonio and and all the 39 surrounding counties I want to challenge you let's be a, a city of givers yes. let's be a city that gives love that gives hope that gives peace, that gives everything that God has given us. Amen? And so it is my great honor to be in this studio, the AM630 Church of the Week studios with a man that he, he's, he's from here. And I thank God for the men and women that travel the country and they travel the globe and they preach all over the world and they, and they fill the arenas and stadiums and, and people and they write books and they do movies and that's great. But there's a special place in my heart for those men and women that are local. They belong to us. They When they go home, they get on a car, or they take a via bus, they don't get on a plane. And we bump into them at the local uh, supermarket, and and we see them at the local restaurants, and we enjoy them. And when we call them, they answer. And when we need prayer, they're the ones that pray. When the baby's fever doesn't break, we call them, and they and they respond. And so I thank God for the local pastor. And this program is dedicated to you, local pastor. Uh, and we, we love you, and we want to love on you. And today I have... The, the great privilege, and I'm blessed to be sitting here next to Pastor Chad Shapiro. He is the pastor of of Ignite Community Church right here in San Antonio. Pastor Chad, thank you for coming out. God bless you. Welcome to the AM630 The Word Church of the Week program.
2: Oh, man, it is my honor. It is my honor. I love this radio station and the uh, this city, and to be able to have the blessing of being able to work uh, alongside incredible uh, men and women of God in Ignite Community Church and our community is one of the greatest um, honors blessings that I've ever had in my entire life my wife who co-pastors with me e- Erica Shapiro and um Everybody in our church is like families. We look at them all as leaders, and uh, and so I represent all of us here on this Church of the Week. So very grateful um, to be on here with you, and I thank you for the opportunity. I thank you for featuring the local pastors because, like you said, um, great ministry going on around the world, but uh, boots on the ground, right, making right. it happen, getting down and dirty with the people uh, to be able to do life, which we so need. A divide and conquer is one of the tricks of the enemy, and I think the local— Local church is uh, family, right? Iron sharpening iron, brothers and sisters coming together, breaking bread, hanging out, growing, stretching, challenging, serving together one another. Um, that is what we all get to be able to do. And, uh, and it, it's not an easy job whatsoever, but it is one of the most essential things. And so this program to celebrate local pastors, I thank you for all your efforts and uh, the station for featuring them is such a blessing to us all.
1: Now, before we get to the church, before we start talking about Ignite, uh, I don't know that Ignite would exist if it was if there wasn't a chat uh, uh, to lead it. Mm-hmm. And so I want to I want to talk about you. Tell me a little bit about about your story. What are you a San Antonian? Mm-hmm. Have you have you been here all your life? Where did you come from? Tell, tell me a little bit about you. I was born
2: in uh, California, but as a young baby, moved to Minnesota where my father had a practice in in multiple sclerosis. He's one of the top doctors in the entire world uh, at the time, and uh, I was raised there. I went to college in Wisconsin. Um, I was raised in a home where he was Jewish, hundred percent, and my mom was Presbyterian. They raised us Unitarian, both very, very intellectual, but far from any relationship with Christ. And uh, and so I did not get raised with that at whatsoever. Um, I wanted to go out and make that money. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm <laughs> just being honest with you. I want to. I had. I graduated I make that with paper. make that paper. I graduated with three different business degrees from the University of Wisconsin-Madison Business School, studied at the London School of Economics for a period of time, University of London, Um, had my Series 7 license for stock program at 19, just trying to do things to be able to grow, Um, was uh, working in a bar, um, you know, managing a bar, putting a restaurant in a bar in my early 20s. And uh, then started a business in networking in my early twenties, and just really wanted to grow, um, hungry to grow, uh, seeking uh, you know knowledge and and ideas about how to increase and make more money, thinking that that was the key to success. Um, did a lot of shopping with some of the fruits that came from that, and no matter how much stuff I bought, um, you know I was very blessed to make great income, six figure incomes in my early 20s and uh, bought everything I could feel excited for a moment um, hit the bars, clubs do goof around travel vacations but then at the end of the day still felt empty inside mm. and wasn't sure wh- what that was would try to fill it again with another thing of the world to try to
1: fill that void um, when finally go ahead so let me ask you this when when was that moment where you're you're you had that experience where you're you have everything you can buy yeah you know but it's not fulfilling. It's not filling that void. When when did God come into the picture or a personal relationship with God? Yeah. Uh, uh, one of my
2: uh, mentors at the time said, you know, all that John
1: Maxwell stuff and all
2: those great ideas you have about success, you, you know, m- most of them are rooted in that dusty mm. book that is sitting over there. And uh, and I was like, no way. Are you serious? You know, like, uh, and he's like, yeah. And so I started to dig into it a little bit. I was like, wow, you know, this is where, where it all came from. This is where all the good stuff came from. And then he brought me into a church that was not an old school sleepy church, um, but a contemporary upbeat church. And it, it felt like, wow, you know, they're teaching. A practical Christian living concepts uh, about my life today, mm-hmm. which I was not a history student. No, I didn't care. I wanted to know how my life was going to be impacted in the future. So all of a sudden, these new these new churches that I was becoming connected with were speaking to the future in my life today and how to be a better friend and how to be a better. I felt even better in business and better in all these things. And so that's what grew me closer. But I was very very skeptical of the resurrection, uh, of, you know, just putting my faith in that I was 30 years old. So you just telling me the stuff, you know, wasn't going to necessarily do it. I could love the concepts, love the ideas, you know, like I think many people do around the world, love the ideas of Christ and that might be shared in the Bible, but that personal relationship with Christ was not there. I was not gonna mm-hmm. just—I wasn't spoon-fed that since I was little, and now at being 30 years of age, I mean, I wasn't just gonna just you know say yes because you say yes. So I started digging into apologetics, some simple stuff, um, manuscript evidence, archaeological evidence, prophetic evidence, and then ultimately to realize that the disciples of Christ had given their lives for him, that that was not in question. And the question posed to me was, if you were them, would you give your life for a lie? Would you give your life for a trick? Would you give your life for something that was not 100% with what you thought it was? And I was like, of course not. Nobody would. A suicide bomber wouldn't. Nobody would. They give their life because they 100% agree. Mm -hmm. Well, those people that were new in their faith, they got stoned, killed, strung up, crucified as well in different ways. They gave their life. No one questions that. So now why did they do it? And if it ultimately will always take a leap of faith, right, to be able to put our, our, our hope in the resurrection. But there was enough evidence stacked, you know, in the favor that this man walked the earth was crucified, was raised three days later Mm -hmm. that I gave my life to Christ and then all of a sudden, you know, everything took off from that point. You know, right. to be honest, it wasn't like all of a sudden I had less fun. All of a sudden I had more fun because all the stuff I was afraid of giving up was hurting me anyway. It was a trap. It was like a trick. It was like you want to it's like temptation that was going to get you more in trouble. You get it, it's like overeating at a buffet. Maybe none of you guys know what I'm talking about at all, but you get, you get tricked into thinking like you need to go back for second or thirds or fourth. Again, you probably have no idea what that's like. But when you do, then all of a sudden you go home with a stomach ache. Well that's what was happening to me and then all of a sudden when I started obeying the principles commandments of Christ it wasn't hurting me it wasn't cramping my style it was giving me freedom it was the way I was designed to be and it was helping create better relationships and and better business and better everything so it was not contrary to anything taking away it was it was life fulfilling it was fresh beautiful water coming into my life through the power of the Holy Spirit and that's why I'm in front of you today
1: when you made that decision and and you left the lie and you went into the truth. You left the darkness and went into the light. Amen. Um, did you just? Was that just your Sunday morning experience? And then you went back to regular life after that. Was it a clocking in and a clocking out type of uh, religious experience for you? How how was that? For me, and I know everybody does it differently.
2: For me, it was uh, a progression, just like slowly but surely, the the evidence was stacking up for the resurrection in time, and I eventually said yes. All of the the different things that needed to be let go of in my own personal walk with Christ that were holding me back were done in time to this day still things mm-hmm. that uh I work on that I think if we're honest with each other all of us work on to become a more Christ like and so a progressive thing not you know many many people are delivered by different things cold turkey just like that on one day spot. to the other yeah. on the spot not my experience at all um Loving Christ, wanting to get to know him better, like relationship and each day to this day, getting to know him better, getting to know the commandments better that are, again, life giving to us. That um, as I get closer to them, see uh, how, why they're there and submit to them, the more fruit bears in my life in different ways. And uh, so a progression.
1: So let me ask you this. Uh, Many people listening today, perhaps there's one person listening that's kind of on the fence you know they they've gone to church they like the music you know that that preacher he you know he he speaks well yeah. you know but they have yet to to jump in you know they're kind of putting their toe in the in the pool you know how, how would you encourage that person what would you tell that person we
2: are designed to participate, to be uh, partakers. We are the body of Christ. So a lot of times while your little toe is in the water, um, you're not all the way in. In fact, you're just kind of a spectator to mm-hmm. the kingdom of God. Um, you're going to feel like it's not you're not getting as much out of it, just like in any other scenario. Um, when you're on the field, in the trenches, making it happen with whatever gift you have. Don't worry about the person playing music. Don't worry about the person who's preaching. Don't worry about whatever gifts everybody else has. But God has gifted you And it's not for your own sake, it's for His body. And so when you're not utilizing your gift for the body of Christ, you're going to feel unfulfilled in many ways. And in fact, you're putting yourself on the bench. Mm -hmm. So when you actually start to take baby steps, and they're going to be baby steps. They're going to be in submission, out of humility. You're not going to go in there saying, I got a gift for children. Let me take over here. No. You know, they need to trust you, know you. You need to be able to humble yourself just like you would love people to humble themselves to you in that role in the future. But as as you come in there and start to participate, it will start to be a living faith, a living water like you're you were built and made to share and to live and to give. And 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 as you do that, then, oh, my gosh, you are going to be the one blessed for it. Um, my wife and I have been more blessed than anybody for the birth of Ignite Community Church um, because of the weight and the pressure and the things. And then everybody that works alongside us in a high capacity, I guarantee you the ones who are doing the most are getting the most Um, out of it. They're growing the most. They feel most on fire for God. And then the ones who are sporadic and they kind of come and kind of go and they don't share um, their gifts as much time, talent, treasures, um, then unfortunately they're not getting as much out of it. So it's not for the church's sake. It's not only to serve Christ's sake. It's also what we were made for. So imagine when you've been made for something and you're not being fully utilized then uh i think that that's that's unfortunate so just take a baby step towards serving don't worry don't don't expect you to be sinless Mm-hmm. And then you serve because right. that will be never, right? None of us will be able to serve. So take a baby step into relationship. And I know those relationships are tough. People have hurt us before. That's right. Relationships have hurt us. Churches have hurt us. Everything. Don't do it for those relationships or for the church. Do it for God and do it for yourself and and, and maybe change your expectations from, you know, what you, you, you can get out of it or somebody might hurt you to what you can give to the body. And, and that they're not perfect beings and they're going to hurt you and I in different times and that doesn't mean that we just hide at home by ourselves because that's not healthy either let's get in the trenches get dirty and watch how you start to feel about life in general oh man I can't I'm excited for you so get get to a local church and start serving um, because iron sharpening iron Mm -hmm. um, sitting underneath the teaching of the apostles that is written about in the Bible well these are present day mouthpieces of God that we're supposed to be sitting underneath not the person on tbn watching on tv not just the radio no offense right but the local body where we can get to work and serve alongside is what the bible talks about the church not even the building but definitely the body of christ the people working together that are necessary
1: i think that's that's a key that is that is left for us in in my in my intro in Second Kings, the, the reference is Second Kings chapter four.
2: Mm-hmm. Elisha
1: says, You know what? Uh submit. Let let me yeah. tell you what to do. The teaching. Yeah. You know. And she says, Okay, I'll do what you say, and because I'm submitted, I'll be able to bless others. Amen. And because I'm I'm submitted and I'm blessing others, yeah. I will be blessed. Yes. And so there's that, that cycle that sometimes doesn't make sense to our our, our thinking, yeah. our natural minds, yeah. but it's a kingdom principle. Yeah. Give and it shall be given. Yes. yes. You know, where yes. in, in our in our minds we say, No, I gotta I gotta hoard, I yeah. gotta keep, so I yeah. gotta have yeah. because no one's looking out for me. Yeah. But that's 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 against kingdom principle. So once we get into kingdom principles, yeah. then we can cash in on it if you would. I love it. And mm-hmm. so you know what uh you're listening to AM six thirty the Word. Uh, church of the Week program, and we 're here with uh, Chad Shapiro. He is the senior pastor of Ignite Community Church. Now, I want to transition a little bit into the church and and The reason why I use that story is because a lot of what you do you you 're a mentor you you pour out into other lives you 're a leader of leaders mm-hmm. and 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 I recognize that, and I love that and uh, that 's why I went to second King 's Four today, but tell me a little bit about about Ignite Community Church. Uh, where are you guys located? Are you on the internet? How can we find you? How can we get to hear uh, a sermon from from Pastor Chad? So tell
2: us, Chad. We are on Facebook where we stream everything live. Uh, Ignite Satx. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, and we are meeting at the Thousand Oaks Family YMCA. One six one zero three. Henderson Pass, um, and uh, very blessed to do that, co-pastor with my beautiful wife, Pastor Erica, and some of the most amazing leaders that you could ever hope to do life with, much less church, um, that are in our community and uh, so to be able to work with them alongside them to lead the community, uh, I, I, the the YMCA is try, you know, has Christian principles, and to help with living out the sea in the YMCA is a blessing to our body uh, as a Ignite Community Church, and to be able to serve that community and not worry about having a big, fancy building. We go out on the streets. We're picking up trash every Saturday, praying for the community. We do drive-through
1: prayer once a month where we're out out there with signs. Well, Encourage don't go, don't go so fast. Don't yeah. go so fast. You're, you're running through this. <laughs> I want I want you to tell me a little bit about that drive-through prayer. I want you to tell me about that C, that community aspect of the church. Talk yeah. to me about that.
2: Well, the, the, imagine one of the biggest wives in the city and all these people coming in there to work out on the machines and mm-hmm. to get healthy, but obviously healthy in our spirit as well. And so we get to come in there and serve those beautiful children, those beautiful parents, the people that are hurting in different ways. I did a memorial service for a racquetball player that i had never met but was asked as the pastor uh, on site there to do the memorial day service and it was one of the greatest idea you know thinking of look at god using our church to come serve uh, the racquetball area Mm -hmm. to be able to help serve in this way and um Many different things, pool parties, Easter egg hunts, trunk or treat, um, different things, family nights that we're doing every second Friday, which you're all welcome to come attend, um, where it's open to the public and everybody can come in. Our church gets to be there alongside the YMCA staff and everybody to serve the community in all those ways, including drive-through prayer, uh, where we shut down service a little bit earlier than usual, go out to the streets this weekend in the heat, and out there, with signs people honking um, people pulling in for prayer and to get to serve any which way we can it's just so awesome what
1: time is your service
2: our services are 11 a.m on Sundays we also have a bible study in the same building Wednesdays at 7 p.m at the Thousand Oaks Family YMCA so if I join your church can I get a free membership or how does that work no, yeah, you can't. <laughs> but you get a free membership to the church. Yes, you can. You you can definitely get a free membership to the church. No cost to become a member of Ignite Community Church. Now the YMCA, they it's do have story. special yeah. They do have scholarships and different things that they can help you with, but definitely come see
1: the beautiful facility. That's excellent. We're we're winding down our, our time. And I want to thank you, Pastor Chad. For for coming out and, and speaking and and hearing, Man, I'm blessed by I'm blessed. by your excitement. I'm glad you recorded this live. And uh, San Antonio, I want to invite you to come out to church. If you don't have a church, and even if you know you don't live in the same neighborhood, you don't live too close to that. Why? Guess what? You probably have a car. Get on, get Go on, ahead. get get on, get in the car and get over the church. Get over to the church. It's Ignite Community Church, and they're at the Thousand Oaks uh, YMCA at eleven o'clock.